Welcome to another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yalbron, lead pastor of One Community Church located in El Dorado, Arkansas. For information about the ministry of Pastor Jason or One Community Church, please visit our website at occeldorado.com. Or you can find us on Facebook by searching One Community Church El Dorado. This summer at Summer Ramp, it is like Pastor Jason said, it is going to be a life-changing experience for every single person that goes. Now notice there's a key word that I purposefully used in that, in that sentence. Every person that goes. I didn't say every young person. I didn't say the adults. How many of you ever worked a church camp? As an adult, did you not wear yourself out? And when you were done, you were just like, thank God that's over. Guess what? I went a few years ago to to a ramp conference. I went to a winter ramp conference. And while physically it was draining, Can I tell you, I experienced a spiritual high, if you would, that I hadn't experienced since I was a teenager in church camp. Because you guys, this is not just something that is for for the teenagers, even though it's geared towards them. Every single person that goes with us to Summer Ramp Conference will be ministered to and changed forever. So this this week actually begins our fundraiser for our summer ramp conference. For those of you that come here normally, I know you may have noticed that by each of our entrances there is a bulletin board filled with envelopes. Now what you what we would like for you to do is take prayerfully consider how you can support our youth and adults that are going on this trip and how you can support them financially. So what each one of those, on your way out this morning or over the next four weeks, this is how long it's going to last, it's four weeks, um, take an envelope that God places on your heart. In that envelope, there will be an amount on most of them. Now, some of you... If you don't see an amount that God has confirmed for you, there's, a, there's an envelope on the top row specifically for you, for you to choose your amount. Okay? And so what you do is you can put cash. You can write a check. Please don't put a credit card in there. Okay? Please don't do that. Okay? But what you can do, you can pay online. And if you, in that designation on the drop-down box, if you hit other and put summer ramp, we will know that that, those funds is for our fundraiser. But here's the, here's the deal, guys. The last, the last time, you know, our youth group is not one that is constantly, I've been in churches that youth, youth and kids are constantly asking for money and doing fundraisers for everything. You guys, our youth group has not done a fundraiser since 2019. Okay, so this is an opportunity for you to for you guys to bless our church. But the cool thing about this 
is the last time that we did a, did a um, fundraiser here for our youth group. You know, we practice what we preach. And so we took the funds that we received and we tithed back to an upstart church to their youth group. So we were able, not only were you guys able to bless our youth group as a church, but we were also able to turn around and bless another upstart youth group with funds. And you guys, it's a, it, I'm so amazed and happy that we were able to do that because it was such a blessing. And you guys, we are going to do the same thing. So it, all the funds that we raised, we will um, determine the ministry that we're going to bless. We'll prayerfully consider that. We'll get with Pastor Jason and to see where those funds, where we feel is best deserved and where we can place those. So you're not only supporting us as a youth group, but you're also supporting another ministry that is going to minister to young people. And, that, and it, is, it is such a wonderful thing how this kind of correlates into what I'm speaking about this morning. I've got 20 minutes, right? Okay. I got my clock. <laughs> um, but it, it directly correlates into what I'm speaking about today. And if I had a title for my message today, it would be called Young Saints. And for those of you that have heard me speak in the past, today is not going to be Daniel's norm. Okay, but of course, anytime that I speak, I have to give you some nuggets, right? And so I want to I want to talk about a few things this morning. I'm talking about young people and young people that have done some amazing things in the Bible. So the Pew Research Center did a study and said that the median age of the American church American church ranges between 50 years old and 59 years old, depending on the, the, the denomination. Okay? 59% of young people who grew up in church, in Christian churches, end up walking away from their faith. And that, I said 59%, that was just in 2016. But this was updated in 2019. And it says that 64% of young people who grew up in Christian churches end up walking away. Did you get that? Walking away from their faith. 64%. The church as a whole has to do a better job of reaching. You can't just reach all the time. But reaching and keeping young adults and young families. Okay, so a couple more facts. The Barna Research Group, they did a study to identify at what age Americans became followers of Christ. Okay, at what age they became a follower of Christ? 43% of those surveyed said that they became a Christian at age, before the age of 13. How many of you in here, because this does kind of, can be differential if you're in the Bible belt, this, this, this number, these numbers that I'm about to give can be a little higher. How many of you guys in here in this service today were saved before the age of 13? 
Okay, so this is about right. Between the ages of 13 and 17, 21%, only 21% of those that were surveyed were saved before the age between 13 and 17. So how many of you were saved between the ages of 13 and 17? Keep your hands up. Look around, guys. Now, th- take, look, take a look at this one. This one is even, even more staggering. 13% of people in America that were surveyed came to a knowledge of Jesus Christ between the ages of 18 and 21. Okay, so I'm a numbers guy. I know I'm weird. I I did this on a spreadsheet. (laughs) Okay, I love Excel, so we're good, right? Okay, so let's take a look, dive into this. So 64% of those that were surveyed, 64% of Americans, 64% come to Christ before their 18th birthday. 77% of people come to Christ by the age of 21. Now, here's the number that blows my mind. 23% of people come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ after their 22nd birthday. How many of you, that was you, after 22 years old, you came to the knowledge of Christ? Hey, man, thank you guys. Because I know it wasn't easy to make that decision. So by looking at those numbers and how staggering, because to me as a youth pastor and being in ministry, I've seen this and I'm like, why in the world does this happen? Why, do we, why can't we understand how important it is? To pour into our young people. Can I ask an honest and humble question? That's pretty straight to the point. With numbers like this, why on earth would any church on the planet have to beg or bribe people to serve in children's ministry and in youth ministry. Look at the numbers, you guys. Look at the numbers. This is something that I hold so very important, that this is an opportunity for us to send a group of teenagers to a life-changing event. I was having a conversation with Russ not too long ago. And he, he pointed out something that I found that was very interesting. And, you know, we were talking about, and I have been told, and Barbie, we have been told that things really haven't changed since we were in school, that kids still have peer pressure and they face the same things. Well, something that we did not and I'm, I'm young, okay, young at heart. Jason Sneed, you're laughing too hard at that, okay? 
I'm younger. How's that? Okay? But one thing that I did not have to face was 24-7 in my pocket on a smartphone. 24-7 that people are reminded if they're dealing with self-shame, they're constantly reminded about their shame. They're constantly reminded about their guilt. They're constantly reminded of the things that they have done, the mistakes that they have made. So you guys, there's no wonder that young people, that the suicide rates and the depression rates of young people have skyrocketed over the last 10 years because of constant access. This is an opportunity to make a change. To make a change. This is an opportunity. So because I talk to young people all the time, I love telling stories from the Bible about what sold out young people or teenagers can do for the Lord. And so today, I quickly want to remind you of some young saints that did something amazing in the Bible. How many of you remember a guy, his name's David? Anybody? David and Goliath. It's probably one of the most popular Bible stories that everyone has heard of in some way. But you know what is so amazing, okay, is that David, when this happened, when he was he was tending to the fields when his older brothers came. They were in battle and they were fighting the Philistines. And David actually was obeying his father when he was told to go and give your brothers, brothers some food out on the battlefield at 17 years old. At 17 years old, a young man was able to make a mighty difference. Am I right? Okay, now what about the, the young man when Jesus was teaching and preaching? When he was teaching and preaching in John chapter 6, we're reminded of a story of a young boy that with his lunch, okay, now I know Scripture says that he had five loaves of barley and two small fish, but to me, that seems like a lot, because when I'm thinking a loaf of bread, that's a lot of bread. So in my vision, in my interpretation, I'm the one with the mic, okay? So this is the Daniel Abel's interpretation of what this says, is that this young man had five crackers and two sardines. Okay? That sounds more like a lunch, okay? Especially on a hot day. Fishermen, how many of you potted meat, spam, Vienna sausages, do, can, do I have an amen on that? Okay. All right. And so nothing like putting that potted meat on top of that cracker, slapping it in your mouth and casting out, right? That's how it's done. So to me, this is kind of what we're looking at with this. This young man did not have to offer up his lunch. But this young man was passing by. He got hungry and so was the 5,000 men that were there. And again, this does not count the women and children that were present. 
But this young man offered up his lunch. And what happened? Jesus took his lunch, blessed it, and then told his disciples to distribute it. Guess what? Nothing happened until those disciples went. And once they were in obedience to what the Messiah was telling them to do, that's when the miraculous happened. Someone else in the Bible you might have heard of, what about a little girl named Mary? The mother of Jesus. We've heard of her, right? That during, you know, it's so amazing that in Scripture we're not told Mary's exact age, yet we are told she was a virgin and was pledged to be married to Joseph. During this time of history, though, Jewish girls would have been betrothed or engaged to their husbands as early as 12 years old. Zoe, don't get any ideas. That just scares me even just thinking about that. But scholars believe Mary would have been somewhere between the age of 12 and 16 when she said yes to the Father. Now, this is, this is something cool because, you know, Pastor, I knew that he was preparing for this upcoming series called The Big Twelve of Jesus and talking about the, the 12 disciples. So that led me to do a little bit of studying on the 12 disciples. And so what amazes me, it does mention in Scripture about Jesus. We've heard of him too, right? Okay, just wanted to make sure we're on the right track. You've heard of Jesus. Okay, okay. So Jesus, you know, he, we were told in Luke chapter 3 that when he started his ministry, he was about 30 years old. Okay? And that is when he went out and he gathered his disciples. Okay. So understand at this time, during, during this time of the Jewish people, when kids and students would stud, study under a, a Messiah or a rabbi, excuse me, when they would study under a rabbi, a majority of the time they were very young and much younger than the rabbi that they were studying under. Okay? Because it does reference in Scripture Jesus calling his disciples or that they were acting as little children. So I imagine there was some, you know, teenage things going on. But it, it amazes me to think about James and John specifically. When Jesus called them to become fishers of men, James and John, they left their father on the boat. So that just that tells me that they were still at home. They were still living with their father. But yet they were old enough to go follow a rabbi. So this means that they were at least teenagers at this time. And the average age, just looking through Scripture, because you know it doesn't necessarily say that this is how older Peter and James and John. Peter was old enough to be married. So we know that he was probably at least in his mid-teens mid to early 20s. But imagine we're all here 
because of the 12. We're all here because Jesus Christ at 30 years old had a ministry to where he called teenage boys to come and to follow them. You guys, we've got a generation coming up at one community church that is on fire for Jesus Christ. And they are raring to make a difference, not only here at our church, but in their schools. And you guys, our schools need God. And our schools need people who will take a stand against the evil one. And take a stand and say, you know what? I'm going against the flow. I've got a higher calling than just being popular while I'm here at this place for 13 years. God is calling me to something higher. You guys, we have teenagers that are saying yes to the call. So my time is coming to an end. I still got four minutes. I got a clock up there. But you guys, something that I wanted to point out in each of these stories that I was telling today, through David and Goliath, through the little boy with his fish and the loaves, through Mary, through the disciples, and I could mention others, the one thing that they all have in common is that they were willing to allow God to move them. And I know that today, I know it's graduation Sunday, and I know that we're going to hear in a little bit, we're going to be honoring, honoring our seniors but before we do, I want, to, I want you guys to think about something because, yes, I know that I talked about age. But you know what? God can meet you right where you are right now. You don't have to be under the age of 21 to make that decision to serve Christ. You can be over that. And you know what? God can use you. I feel very strongly this morning that there is someone in this service that you have disqualified yourself. You guys, I used to do that. I'm like, what can God do with a man who's lost a son, who's been divorced? And whose world is out of control. What can God do with that? But I knew that when I made the decision to serve Christ at six years old, I knew that I served a great God. And that even at 12 years old, when God called me into the ministry at a church camp in Hot Springs, Arkansas, I knew I served a great God. And even though I looked at myself as tarnished or I looked at myself as damaged, God saw me as his son. 
God sees you as his son. God sees you as his daughter. No matter what you have done, there's people in here, I really believe this, there's people that God at an early age placed a calling on your life. Some of you have been running from that. Maybe life has taken its turns and has pulled you away from that. But this morning, God is saying, you're my son. You're my daughter. Will you say yes? Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to join us next week for another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yarbrough and One Community Church of El Dorado.